0: The little person, the old 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 person, the old, the and the little person, and all the people don't. And all the people, and the little person, and all the people don't. And all the people, and the little person, and all the people don't. And all the people, and the little person, and all the people don't. Balls of the living person. 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 (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, I'm back. Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast. You know, we got the soundboard back. I still got to gather... All of my instrumentals to put on this um, soundboard app. <coughs> By the way, it's called my soundboard app or my soundboard. For those who are interested. But I'm back. Jersey the Red Pill Party podcast. I almost said Tuesday, but it's Wednesday. It's the first of the month. It's June. So it's you. You can already imagine the fuckery. Um, but yeah, it's another day for me, another work day. Um, got work in what, 12, one, uh, like two and a half hours, some shit like that. But I am here with you right about now. That's all that matters. Um, I wanted to get on, well, this is what happened. This is what happened. So I, I shared an episode this morning from last night. Uh, I started talking about a video by Tribe of Men and it involved Jordan Peterson talking about, you know, the fatherless homes and things of that nature. We're still going to get into that tonight. So if you listened to last night's episode and you ended off with the Jordan Peterson portion that I ended on, we're going to get back to that part tonight. Okay, today or should I say this morning? And it's 1050. And I wanted to get into something else. And that is male loneliness and transactional love. (laughs) Men's loneliness and transactional love. As I stated before, and I stand by it, okay? I stand by it when I say all relationships are transactional.
0: All of them, okay?
1: All right, so... I think this is the same tribe of men. Shout out the tribe of men. Also, uh, the tribe report. Also, uh, man, there's one more page connected to them that I forgot. One day, I'll, I'll be able to announce all of the all of these channels. I do, I do like this channel a lot. I like the content creators. They do have more of a realistic perspective than just a macho man persona, larger than life attitude. But with all that being said, man, this is going to be a long one, so we're going to get through a good amount, okay? Male loneliness and transactional love.
2: Welcome back, tribe. Hi, friends. Let's get into it. In a controversial quest for love,
1: American men and Russian women are pairing up.
0: My name is Ekaterina. I'm looking for husband. We are
1: twins. We are twins. <laughs> I'd I, I fuck the twins, by the way. Um, so for the guys that understand and know about the show called 90 Day Fiancé, this is probably kind of the same shit. Like language barriers, cultural differences, and more than 6,000 miles, American men are outsourcing marriage. American women are wonderful people. I don't want to marry one. It's what some call the modern day. American man says... American women are lovely people, but I don't want to marry one. Message. Arranged marriage, and it starts with a journey halfway around the world. I think the stereotype of men is desperate.
0: Uh, Hello. How are you? I'm fine.
1: This is the story of American men (laughs) in search of the ideal male order bride.
2: Will you get married if you're not in love? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You
1: know
3: what? Uh
1: yeah, I want to go through that, but I don't it's hard to explain. So I'm going to try to find this other video cuz there was a video that was more specifically connected to male loneliness. I think this is just the desperation of men and why the transactional idea comes from because transactional <coughs> at that point It's transactional because these women are trying to move into the country and you're you're pretty much offering them a better life or what they believe to be a better life or what what they think a better life actually is. You know what I'm saying? And they usually find out that it's not, you know, the guy usually gassed them up or the guy was, you know, bullshitting, selling a bitch a dream. She was dumb enough to buy into it. You know, typical. I want to find. I want to find. How average man became okay, this is this is the video that I wanted to get into. I actually played the wrong video. That video is for work. When I'm at work, I'm gonna to listen to that. What I'm referring to is a video. If I can find the title, that would be extra, that would be extra nice. Um, looks like I can't because this phone's a piece of garbage. Alright. Let's see. I'm gonna see something real quick. Hey, welcome. All right, relax. Uh, how have men become lonely and forgotten in society? So how men... Hold up. Let's do this again. Oh, boy. See? uh, We're going to keep this episode going because, to be honest with you, this is my third time trying to get this shit to properly work. Uh, How average men become lonely.
2: All right. Let's just listen to it. Hey, welcome back tribe today we're going to take a look at a video requested by one of our subscribers on male loneliness and how nobody cares let's get into it hey what's up everyone i haven't had a whole lot of energy
3: or motivation as of late to film my normal repertoire of videos and i kind of needed to rant about this and i have trying to make this four or five times so hopefully i can just get it out one take here because I really don't feel like doing any editing tonight um I've been feeling rather upset lately about my uh, not being in a relationship I'll go to like family parties and all will basically my entire family's either engaged or getting married now um I see people having children I see people making a lot more money than me and having much more success and it's it's not like I need that necessarily, but I'd like to have something going for my life. And I keep trying to do my own thing, but the fact that I I can't keep a consistent source of social relationships going, and I did have that for a while, but then, you know, one person will get into a relationship so I won't see them anymore. Another person, another couple people move away and pretty, you know, pretty soon my whole fucking group of friends that I can talk to on a regular basis is just fucking gone. Um, so it's been making me want, like, need a relationship more and more, and I've I've been asked in the past um, about what I thought of. Me- All
1: right, so <coughs> as you guys can pretty much hear, you know, this guy's uh down bad. I think a lot of guys reach this point. A lot of guys have gotten close to this. Let's just say that. Um, the social thing especially with things of social media and things of that nature, I think it just becomes more complicated. I personally don't even, um, I don't really seek friends. And I know that sounds fucked up to say, it's just I don't, I don't really seek friends. Um, A lot of the friends that I had before previously, they, you know, come and go. That's pretty much how. It's like relationships, if you look at friendships in the same way as relationships, you'll be okay. Because you'll learn to do with or without what you have, you know what I'm saying? If you're a guy who's constantly paying attention to who other guys is dealing with, who other guys is dating, do they have kids, they have a relationship. Well, I don't have kids, I don't have a relationship, oh, I must be a loser. That snowballs. It doesn't get better as that guy gets older. It gets worse, and I think we are witnessing a a train wreck take place. I don't want to say that, and I'm not trying to be an asshole towards. Excuse me. I don't want to be an asshole towards this guy, but he definitely seems like a
3: like TFL, you know, true force loneliness type dude. MGTOW and what MGTOW is, is men going their own ways. It's what it stands for, and it's basically men who are opting out of relationships and opting out of traditional male responsibilities because how the current laws are set up and how traditional.
2: I got to say, this guy is far too young to be considering going his own way, even though he said...
1: Bingo. Um, a lot of people will advertise MGTOW as if it's, as if it's something that a young adult a young adult male under the age of 21, even it's weird to say, (coughs) but I think 25 is a good year to know about MGTOW. Age 25, good age to know about MGTOW. Now I say this only because I was also young. I was also still getting into relationships and sleeping with women and shit like that. So I never looked at it as it's not a way to escape women. It's not a way. It it depends on how you look at it. A lot of guys like this guy, he'll use me as a crutch because he never had a connection or never really had relationships like that to really even understand what going your own way generally means. You see what I mean? So many different types of people, and I think I'll do an episode in the future. There's so many different types of guys who come across this information. It's not just losers, guys who can't get laid. It's guys who've had a lot of relationships and guys who've gotten tired of it, gotten tired of the same process, the same sort of, in a sense, today, it's men who are still put in a, in a level of responsibility um, to be traditional. Traditional, at least in the sense of dating, right? Traditional in the sense of where if you guys go out somewhere, you are you are assigned to pay. You are almost required to pay. You know what I mean? Now, on the other hand, a lot of women can actually do the opposite. They could say, and that goes along with the woman being single but never being alone. See, this is one of the things that I learned from the Red Pill. Just because she's single never means she's alone. Her phone constantly blowing up, DMs constantly flooded, the male validation is coming to her tenfold. To a point where women actually categorize men as orbiters. These men who circle her, like all of her pictures, gives her all the attention, that's her orbiters. She gets all of her validation and attention from those men. Meanwhile, a guy will go through years of his life without even really interacting or dating or talk to women at all. And women ironically are the ones who talk about, they're the ones who are lonely and miserable at the end. Interesting.
2: Because he has a it- Really hard right now. He feels isolated. And when his friends get into relationships, they tend to disappear on him. I mean, that's totally understandable. You have to foster relationships as a man. It's not like we build social nets the way women do, it doesn't come natural to us. A lot of men just prefer to be alone.
3: No male responsibilities are just sacrificing, and then as, soon as you're not useful to society. And people anymore, you basically get cast out, you know, when you work a a construction job and then, oh, you get hurt. Well, no one really wants to help you anymore. Your family's going to fucking leave you because you're not bringing
2: in money. And it's just like there's there's no. I mean, that's a little over the top. Your family's going to leave you. Um... There are cases I've heard.
1: So you can't really speak just from your perspective. I'll just say that there are cases that are similar to this. Oh, your family will leave you. If you're a man who has a wife and kids, you get hurt. You can't provide it anymore. You think she's going to stick around? No, she's going to leave you. She going to divorce you. Ain't she's going to try to take half of what you got? So, yeah, depending on how you look at it, what situation it is, yeah, it's possible your family will leave you. Sure.
2: As someone who's worked in construction, <laughs> look, the provider role of men. Has been known since the beginning of time, part of how we get valued in society is our ability to provide things to people, to provision. The same way society's pretty brutal to ugly chicks. I mean, think about it. How was a certain gynocentric movement even born? It was basically the competition with pretty girls, which is impossible because men fall head over heels, open doors, volunteer to do their homework in school right what happens when a stacy is seen by a janet stacy's getting all her homework done for by all the boys she they're giving her snacks in school buying her food later on in life she marries the high school jock or the town all right so let me just say this uh ugly chicks they're they're the same in
1: the sense of number one you would have to ask yourself what makes them ugly number two are they really out are they really outside of the spectrum of finding guys and finding people who, who are generally interested in them? No, they're women. <clears throat> they're, we are men who essentially settle down for a reason. See, we figured out a woman who is essentially less attractive, right? A woman who's essentially less attractive to us will be a woman who would appreciate us a little bit more. And in some cases, that's that 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 does happen. But other cases, especially today, the women who are essentially five and belows think that they're higher ups now. So you don't even get a humble attitude from those women. Those women actually believe that their shit don't stink. You know what I mean? Bitches are average at best. RIP Kevin Sanders.
2: I'm hunk. Um, he tends to have money because she's very pretty, so she gets essentially a Barbie perfect lifestyle. And what happens to Janet? Janet has to work like one of the men, basically, in order to get everything. Nobody holds his door for her. Nobody's offering her food. Nobody's- I think all oh,
1: that's false, <coughs> respectfully. And I like, see like with me, I can I can disagree with a content creator and still say that he's a good content creator. I think it's a generational thing. It's, it's my experience being younger and kind of seeing what happens firsthand The women that you would say who are unattractive, they're still finding guys to do shit for them. It's not like this cliche high school in reality or high school in the real world scenario where she's just not a part of the clique. That doesn't exist. She is woman. If she's woman that is decently put together, may not be as attractive as the next top attractive bitch, she's still going to get male validation she may actually get more male validation because she is lesser than so guys aren't intimidated this is all this is all science dude this is all science this is social science it's not the same it's like a a, a female outcast or what is considered a female outcast is on a different planet and in a different dimension than a fucking male who's in that position. A male outsider is someone who is genuinely and truly ostracized from his surroundings. Women usually are not. I'm not saying women are, are not never outcasted. It's just... Our society today already exercises women going out there and sleeping around the poly lifestyle. So there's really no more extremes at this point. We are, in fact, in the complete thick of things, Okay, We are in the thick of it. I wish I had that song saved on here. But you know what, guys? You know, it gets worse as you get older <laughs> I want I want people to understand this so some reference in the matrix where it's like you can't if you reach a point to where you try to unplug you won't be able to handle and process the reality around you and what you thought was the reality so in the sense of taking a red pill it's like you want to be you want to be young enough to fully, you want to be young enough and be capable of still leading a life, but you also want to be wise enough and go through a good amount of things so you understand the severity and the importance of the red pill and being red pill aware. You feel me? Like I said last night, this isn't a man's club. I don't look at it like that. <clears throat> I mean, to be honest with you, I've been a, I've been very disappointed With some of these content creators, I'm not going to mention them, but just because their position and what they can be doing and what they choose to do instead. A lot of guys aren't really shit unless there's an enemy, unless there's a direct person that for them to attack. They're, they're not they're not capable of really constructing anything. Unless it gets down to an argument or it gets down to a debate and they're some of the greatest debaters you can't really fuck with them when it comes to logic. It's just their bread and butter comes from bullshit and it comes from drama and controversy. If they try to go straight forward, it's not that they're worse. <clears throat> it's just their audience is so used to seeing them acting the fuck out and walling out. So they want to continue to see it. Then, then all of a sudden the content creator it pretty much holds a grudge against his audience because his audience only wants to see him act the fuck out. But that's what he advertised himself as. Me, I come on here every once in a while and speak some game, tell some jokes. But really, it's about the content that I play, especially this
2: falling head over heels to talk to her nothing she's part of the invisibles for men unless you have something like extreme looks or a talent that sets you apart from everybody else you're practically invisible until you gain some sort of stature within your community whether that be locally in your town in your school whatever classes you're taking or you know globally become a businessman something like that athlete something fame is one of the ways you gain stature power money Of course. I mean, I get why you're upset, dude, but it's like us as men, we need to be grateful for the one thing, which is that we're not racing against the clock. I mean, how much would it suck to hit 30? And then you know that there is literally nothing you can do in order to outcompete that fresh 18, 19, 21 year old when it comes to high value men. I mean, that's insane. Can you imagine that kind of ceiling on a man? It doesn't exist. And for men, the opposite is true. Our floor is to the depths of hell, honestly. Like as a man, you can be in the trenches of society and nobody will give a damn. This is the male loneliness aspect of what he's going to probably go on a rant about is that there's a certain floor that women have due to the way that society is shaped and how men and women are viewed in general. A woman is born with some sort of value. Because she can give birth. A man is born with no value. That's why we get tossed away when the ship's burning. We're left to stay back. We're the ones going to war. We're the ones doing the most dangerous jobs. We're basically the ones that are cannon fodder for everything in society needs to function. And it all goes back down to caveman days, dude. One guy can squirt seeds into a hundred women. Therefore, he's not that valuable unless he brings something above average to the table whether it be like supreme genetic specimens or supreme intellect or ability to acquire resources something of that nature you have to stand out from the competition all right let's get into more of what this guy's saying
3: oh incentive to do that um that being said um i believe there's a really strong evolutionary drive to uh find a partner and find someone to be with uh even for men and i don't personally find, even despite the risks, that uh, foregoing that for much longer is something I can really deal with. And maybe the fact that other men have gone (laughs) through that gauntlet for a long time and they've learned their lesson that it's just visually in their mind that they don't want to do that. I do find that I learn a lot better from a bad lesson than being told something's bad for me. Um, Like if I actually do something and it doesn't work out, then it's ingrained in my brain in a way that you know you can't learn right anyway that being said I don't think it
1: and that's logical that was my experience before getting into the red pill if someone like I, I think about it all the time <clears throat> if myself today could encounter myself 10 years ago I would just be arguing with myself because I know like I'm hard-headed so I don't really I, I'm I I would rather just be a person who fucks up and admits he fucks up than to just constantly fuck up and pretend that I'm not. You see what I mean? So with my experiences I had to learn firsthand. That's why I'm not too it's not that I'm not too direct cuz I am direct. It's just I'm not too heavy on <clears throat> getting every guy just taking the red pill. No, nah, a lot of guys ain't built for this shit. They sit back, a lot of dudes will just sit back and criticize. They'll see they'll hear one content creator who represents the red pill and think that everybody is just on one accord. Everybody generally believes the same thing and that's the problem. In this case, where you have a lot of people from different walks of life who may not agree with what you say. And instead of just accepting it, a lot of people will rather just go back and forth. Maybe it's just a quest for more clout. But that's the reality.
3: It's a mistake for everybody to get into a relationship, despite the fact uh, how the laws are set up with marriages and divorce. I definitely have no intention of ever getting married and hopefully not having kids, at least in the near future, if not ever. It just doesn't seem appealing to me right now, but I
2: do... That's the dissonance he's feeling right now, because on one hand, his biology is telling him that he wants to provision and provide and pass down his seed to create a legacy. So he does want a family. But his other side is afraid because, yes, um, the marriage and child support laws are absolutely bonkers in the West. That's no doubt about that.
1: It- I think in this case, it's more like his logic over emotions. And what I mean by logic, I mean his reality, like shit that's the things that he can witness go on in his life and he can take note on on top of, you know, whatever relationships is to him, with top of whatever family is, whatever a provider, I think men are automatically positioned in that. I don't think men would willingly put themselves out there to provide just for any woman. I do think you know depending on what guy you're dealing with or what guy you're talking about what stage in life he's in he's going to either assign himself as the provider which in this day and age is a terrible idea or in most guys most guys they'll just essentially take shit slow if they can if they can get away with not taking women on many dates and just hanging out if the guy is that attractive then she'll do it the guy isn't, well, she's gonna expect the other she's gonna expect the less attractive guy to compensate with money. To compensate with status if he doesn't have looks. If a guy doesn't have any of those things, well, he's invisible.
2: If there was ever a portion of society that was completely unjust to men, that nobody on any other side can counter, it would be marriage and child support. It's absolutely nuts. He is justified to have that fear of being married, taken advantage of, and being cleaned out for everything you have. I mean, that makes it makes total sense. But I suspect there are larger issues at play here, probably insecurity from provisioning in general. Like um, I'm gonna assume he's not a high earner. And does it make enough to support a family or even pitch in on a, a two-person household income enough to create sort of a even a decent American dream of the white picket fence and whatnot? So he may not be able to contribute to a relationship, even something that may be considered satisfactory to a woman like, uh, say, 50-50. Maybe he's in the bottom earners, man, where he's barely he might have some entry-level job, something, not exactly making a ton of money, doesn't see how any woman would ever choose him. You know, it's kind of a, that's a dangerous mindset to have, man. When you get into this place of hopelessness where you feel like nothing you can do matters, it won't change the outcome of everything. You're doing more damage to yourself than what the problem actually poses, which is selfish. All right. So <clears throat> this is what I believe.
1: Uh, hope is bad for most men. I'm going to repeat that. Hope, the idea of hope is bad for most men. When you reach that point when the only thing that you have left is hope, you are on your way to the danger zone.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: When you just have nothing but hope, I I even got the hook. I'm not fucking around with niggas. Hold up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh.
1: You already know how we rocking, man. Once once you once the only thing that you have left is hope, that's when you're in a dangerous position. From my perspective, when I lost all hope, when I became completely hopeless, that's when shit started happening. I can't explain it. I had to become the hope when all else has failed. I had to be the one to prevail at the end of the day because I know it's just me. So it's different. Some guys, they believe hope is everything. And it can be for some people. I'm just more of the realist instead of the optimist. See what I mean? So it's different.
2: Improvement, which is within your control and complete power. Doubt is a killer of dreams, man. You probably didn't have a good childhood Lack of a strong father role. I mean, so many of us today in society grow grow up without fathers. And especially for young boys, it just completely destroys their confidence, the meaning of what it is to be a man, how to carry yourself in society among your peers, your family, your community. I mean, the things a good, strong father instills in a young boy is like, it's priceless. Confidence issues is definitely a major one for those that grew up without a father.
3: I want a relationship. Um, And it's despite this, I've wanted this for like, like decades now. And it's something that's, that's largely eluded me. Um, I've had periods of time where I've like had a lot of attraction from women to me, um,
2: See, and this should dispel that notion that there's nothing I can do. He just admitted that he's had a lot of women that were attracted to him. He's not an ugly dude. I mean, he's a haircut away, eating clean, shaving that weird mustache thing he's got going on. He's a few small changes away from making a drastic improvement, like literally day two in his appearance. And then he is like six months out, a year out of just clean eating working out running for his skin and his hair to all look nice for him to be carrying himself with more confidence and to look physically better i mean he's already he's already capable of pulling girls in the state that he's in right now that should tell you something and it kind of
3: shows on like my old facebook memories and i can see like you know girls being not subtle about being into me. And it's just like at that time, it was it was basically irrelevant, because I didn't have my own place. I didn't have a good source of income. My mom was very strict. And it's just like, you just don't have the resources to do any of that. And if Someone had told me growing up that uh, instead of just like, oh, you should get a job so you can fucking get a place and live a good life, but like if people like told me, like, oh, you know, you should take care of yourself and do these things and go out and do stuff um, because then, you know, women are actually going to want to be around you and like you, I probably would have been a lot more um, receptive to that rather than staying inside and playing video games most of the time.
1: Definitely has, he definitely has fatherless energy. Definitely has the fatherless energy. Definitely stays in the house, plays video games all day, has no structure in his life. His mother is extra strict. So I'm sure that in one way or another, he answers to his mother at whatever age he still is. And he knows the environment he's in. That's the one thing I'll give him. He doesn't live, he doesn't live in like an unrealistic mindset. His position's fucked up. So his situation's fucked up. Respectfully. His position in life is fucked up, therefore his outcome in a lot of cases is going to be fucked up. He has to make the
2: move or he's going to be fucked. I am in the f- Look, man, we gotta—we re- really have to have a conversation about this video game shit. And I, I hate to harp on it because I know so many of you are actually addicted to playing video games. It's always going to be a contentious issue. And just like an addict, they're going to say, no, man, I'm not addicted to video games. I only play a few hours a day. That's the excuse. It's like a crack addict uses the same excuse. I only i only smoke crack or meth, you know, a couple times a day. It's OK. Once or twice.
1: All right, that's where we'll, we'll stop there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time, it's like, come on. Come on, man. See, I think I always bring this shit up. Like, there's a, generational, there's a generational gap, right? Some guys grew up in an environment where they had so many people around them, friends and nice playgrounds and, you know, beautiful gardens that they ran around in and all this other crazy shit. Most people, like, in this generation... And he's probably like, I would say a millennial, typical, I would say a typical millennial. And all right, video games, depending on who you are, like I said, it's the same thing. You can't really compare like addiction to video games to like crack and like alcoholics and shit. It's like, all right, you play video games. I'll go in the house right now. Play video games for two hours before I go to work. Now, the key word to what I had to say is before I have to go to work. I still have a structured day. You know what I mean? Then if I come home and if I'm not beat tired, I'll play a little bit more video games. I'll play two hours of video games from like 11 o'clock to maybe one in the morning. Go to sleep. Wake up at 10. Probably do the same shit over again, including the podcast depending on who you are and what you do, I'm going to still play this only because it's funny to me. Cause it's like, it almost becomes an easy target to be a man who's over the age of like 25 and say, you still play video games and I get it. It, it, it kind of does. It kind of has that similar like childlike aspect. And I've always said that men always have that. Uh, level of what women would consider insecurities. Or not insecurities, uh imma- just, just immature things, things that we like. Just like sports teams, there's guys who will fist fight and argue over sports teams that they don't make any money off of. Those sports teams ain't doing shit to them, besides giving them something to watch and giving them something to do with their boring and, and meaningless lives every weekend or every time football is on. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I don't know. Video games, like I said, man. Me, I like video games. Now, I don't play video games all day. Although I talk about it, I usually don't. The longest I play video games is probably like two and a half hours. Now, if it's a new game that I bought, right, and it's the weekend, and I know I don't have to go to work, and I'm still like active and doing the shit that I need to do, And I can say to myself, you know what, I'll I'll sit in the fucking house and be guilt free, (laughs) especially with this weather. I'll I'll be fucking guilt free sitting in my house. Playing Xbox for at least three hours, I'll say that respectfully. And then maybe afterwards, I'll say, hey, I still got something I wanted to record or hey. I got this video I wanted to download and talk about later. Or in most cases, hey, I got to go to work soon. It's it's so it's so easy. It's so easy for someone to get wrapped up in the idea of, oh, he plays video games. As if like that's that's like the that's the most terrible thing in the world you can do. Like, oh, man, you're not doing drugs and alcohol, right? It's like, yo, you're not doing drugs and alcohol. You're not harming nobody. You're not causing any destruction or chaos in life. You are playing video games. You are causing destruction and chaos as a video game character and being criticized more than most of these scumbags out here that's committing crime. Think about that for a second.
2: I do a hit once or twice, bro. I'm not like some crackhead on the street, a zombie. Right. There are those among us that play 10 plus hours a day. They literally go to work, come back, hermits, video game all day. This is coming for somebody that gamed as well. Like I've been to tournaments. My friends have gone pro. They've won events. They've won ML.
1: So you should understand. Well, that's different. See, see, that's where you fuck up at. There's there's levels to this shit, sir. Like. There's people who can casually play video games for hours. They're not addicted to it. They just like playing it. Um, like I said, I played games just, just on the whim for like three hours. Just because it was a game I wanted to play. Like the new Halo, uh, Halo Infinite, which was okay. For a lot of shit that the game was able to do, it was pretty cool. I think the story was was a lot shorter than I thought it would be. I thought it would have a little bit of more more length to it. I don't think any story in Halo is better than Halo 2. That's just my personal opinion and argument. But I think it is a possibility that and yeah, there are people that that still go to work but still are able to play ten hours of video games. I don't want to do that. I'm not able to do it. I don't want to do it. But I can casually play it throughout the week, one hour a day. You know, an hour before I have to leave to go to work, just to bring you know some level of joy before I have to go to a place that I don't want to, and work eight hours that I don't want to work. But I don't, I don't have that laziness mindset. Because like my thing is, if I'm already heading there, then I'm already, I'm already prepared to work. You know what I mean? If I wasn't prepared to work that day, I was just better off calling out. But anyway. Yeah, video games, it's a matter of opinion.
2: Well, geez and stuff. Like, trust me, I was this guy. This is what's crazy about this is that everybody here is looking at me like, oh, my God, you don't know. How could someone like you possibly know? It's like, bro, I was this guy. I was living with my parents. I was video gaming all day. And I mean, eight to 10 hours, 12 hours. Oh, nah, I wake right. up at like two and a half. Yeah, so you shout out afternoon sometimes go to bed at like five in the morning get back on the only time I was away from it was literally to be eating that's an addiction bro I finally broke my addiction now having been without video games for years I can tell you that it's not benefiting you in any way you saying like yeah but it de-stresses me there are far more productive ways running one mile alone will do much more for your body and your mind than playing video games. In in video games, you're chasing the high. All the gamers that are listening right now know that what you're really chasing is that perfect match you had, that dopamine hit you got from that perfect score. That one legendary game that was holy hell so fun. And then you go through hundreds of them until you get another perfect game. And that and you chase that good feeling of dominating everybody in the lobby that's what it is think about it and when you dedicate that much time to something that provide provides you with absolutely no productive benefit mentally and physically you start to waste away you don't hang out with friends anymore how could girls possibly see you if you're cooped up in your house all day it starts to compete with your time and attention that you could be putting into other things bro reading books working out
1: all right so i'm about to skip a good portion of this because like He took one line that this dude said he stays in the house and plays video games. Now, for him, that guy, yeah, this is definitely the scenario. For most men who play video games, trust me, dude, shit was never that serious. I've never played a video game for 12 hours, 10 hours, never played video games for large hours at a time. My mom, growing up, personally didn't allow me to play video games for that long. She would come into the room would tell me to go outside. Wouldn't allow me to play video games long enough. So what I did was I was lucky enough. I wake up and then go outside, skate for a good amount of time to where she doesn't even know where the fuck I'm at. Then I can go in the house later on during the weekend at like four 30, five 30 and play video games till like nine to 10 o'clock. Cause I knew that's when she wasn't paying attention, but it it, it was never that serious, dude. I'm not a tournament guy. I don't care about online gaming as much. I like online gaming. Like for me, since he's talking about how bad video games are, I'm going to talk about how good they are. (laughs) So for me, I got Xbox One. You know, I don't got the series. I don't got none of that shit yet. So I got the Xbox One. And I got Game Pass. And Game Pass is like a video game Netflix of Xbox. So all of the older titles, some new new titles that premiere actually come out on Game Pass. You pay like $10 a month and you're able to play as many games as you want. There's some where if you pay, I think I pay like $15, $16 a month because I have cloud gaming. And because, the, because my Wi-Fi is decent, I can play most games without even downloading. Games that would be like, uh, 15 to like 35, even higher, uh, gigabytes. I can just play without downloading. Um, I don't get it. I don't, luckily I should say, cause I typically don't, like I got video games that I haven't even beat yet. I played them to a certain point and was like, cool. All right, I'll play another game. So there's so many games I can go back to and play I just tend to do more. I try to be more productive throughout the week, like I said, with the podcast, and then on top of that, go to work. So for me, my mentality of it is I'd rather be productive doing something that I love to do before being productive at work. So that's how I look at it. But let's skip the video game shit. I want to get back into this guy
2: can create this network. It's not that hard. Imagine if, for this example only of video games, imagine those two to three hours a day that you put in that you claim is like not a big deal. Imagine if you just went and took an MMA class a few hours a day. Imagine if you just did that. You would make so many friends, long-lasting brotherhood type of friends there that all have gone through the same struggle as you in a place you can get humbled by men you respect. All right, that
1: just sounds weird, so let's just keep going. So like I said, I took martial arts growing up. Still played video games, still smoked weed, still skateboarded, still made music. I still did anything I wanted to do while playing video games. I know that's impossible, man. That I didn't get addicted.
3: That <laughs> Well, you know, I'm definitely not an alpha male because I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you've been, you try... <laughs>
1: And I'm and I'm definitely not Caucasian. Okay, we get it. Okay, you understand. I just love the announcement, though. I really do. I want to bring that back. I I, I almost want to record this alone just to put it on here
3: never really had a real relationship other than a long distance one that um and i've had a few brief sexual partners over the years but it just it feels like i've really never had a true intimate relationship with somebody um and as i get older it's like sinking in that well you know i'm definitely not an alpha male because <laughs> oh, no. i just I don't know, it's like even you try to as a male, you try to do all these things for years and years and years, and it's like no matter how much self-improvement you fucking do, no one's ever gonna fucking like come up to you and actually talk to you. You actually have to go out and deal with this like fucking paralyzing fear of rejection.
0: Beta beta.
1: Matter of fact, let me let me see if I can uh I can grab this sound real quick. Beta. That was that was a real deal beta male vibes I was getting, dude. Respectfully, I was getting a lot of Beta Mel vibes from you. Okay, Beta. I was getting a lot of those vibes from you, Champ. Gonna have to deal with that, Champ. Beta,
0: Beta, Beta Mel. Mel, are
2: you close to your father? Not really. Does he
1: even return your call? Damn, damn. That's that's what you gotta get. Hold up. First, you get this, Beta. Then you get then you get the slapper trap
2: are uh, you your father does really he even return your call.
1: Mm.
3: disturbing dude disgusting disturbing and Ugh. i saw jordan peterson uh Ugh. do a video basically on this about something that you know women don't understand about men is that like they yeah. really do not want to get rejected by women because it, it's it's just it's fucking horrible um And I see all these women all the time who are always insecure about their looks or insecure about uh, all these things. And yet, you know, they constantly have sexual partners. They constantly have guys that are fawning over them. And it's beta
2: male. Are you close
3: to your
1: father? Not really. Does he even return your call? Beta. So this is a talking point that beta males will usually use. And I'm playing that for a reason. So they'll always use the woman's sexual activity as just this amazing thing and how they can't get it. And it's the same thing that women will say. There are certain guys who are jealous of women and their sexual activity. Now, it's not that they're gay or anything like that. They just realize that it's easy for a woman to get laid for just being a woman.
3: I've been saying this shit respectfully like oh i'm not beautiful enough or oh i'm you know i'm slightly too heavy and it's it's just like dude you've had t- over 20 sexual partners That's that leads to, and like it's just it's it's fucking ridiculous um see for the streets and they, they live in this this whole reality like i could i could imagine if they if they had gone through like what i've been through where it's like hey
2: you, you it's too much. Are you noticing it's so much woe is me? We know as men that we have a bottomless floor and that women have a high ceiling, man. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. It's a double standard in society and it isn't going to change anytime soon. If you, understand, if you understand the rules to the game... You can start to bend them in your favor. I mean, he's now harping on about women don't understand the loneliness of men. I mean, that's of course that's true. They can never understand a woman would. How's a woman gonna understand the loneliness of men when she can post a thirst trap picture on Instagram and literally have like a hundred dudes DM her? Open up,
1: and all of those guys are lonely men. See, that's that's the funny thing about it. How? All right, hold up. I had this joint in my mouth at a time I shoot. How can a woman woman really understand lonely men if the only people that are approaching her are lonely men?
2: But Tinder posts a few pictures. Shitty doesn't even have to try. Doesn't have to write a bio. Doesn't have to do anything. Effortless. A few pictures with her boobs squished together. Thousands of matches within the day. Yes, that's their power. But he mentioned something earlier I want to go back on, something about self-improvement.
3: Even you try to, as a male, you try to do
2: all these things
3: for years and years and years, and it's like, no matter how much self-improvement you fucking do, no one's ever going to fucking, like, come up to you and actually talk to you. You actually
1: That's not the whole point of self-improvement, though. So you got the whole theory of, well, then again, that's self-improvement. I'm more of a self-development type of person. And which you begin doing things because you see that it can better you and you don't give a shit about what the outside thinks. If it makes you happy, if it's not harming nobody, why the fuck should you care what other people think? You're not involved. See, you're just trying to you're trying to get attention. So therefore you can't really participate in, in self improvement and self development. See if someone told you that you should go to the gym, you'll say well, why ain't nobody gonna notice me? That's not the fucking point, stupid. It's about being in better shape,
3: taking pride in who you are as an individual. I have to go out and deal with
2: this like fucking paralyzing. The paralyzing fear and him, him saying he's years and years of self-improvement. I mean, here's what we have a problem as people and society in general today, is that we look at ourselves with rose tinted glasses. A lot of people like to bullshit their capability and their achievements. Most people don't do shit whether it's in the gym, at work, getting after it in life, whatever, you name it, we're all living below our potential. That's the cold, hard truth. No one wants to look in the mirror and accept the fact that there's more that they can be doing. That's painful. So people rather bullshit themselves, pat themselves on the back and go hard for how many people do you know that maybe work out for short spurts of time or, or go through these peaks and waves where they do really well and the then they do really shitty afterwards. Or people that live in the glory days. Back in high school, I was, and then they reach that peak in life, whatever it is, high school, college, or post-career, and then they completely flatten out and fall off. That's why.
1: Those are the people who pay attention. They pay too much attention to the acceptance and criticism of those around them. Somebody who was known for being this in high school may be something else later on in life he probably won't even remember it unless somebody mentions it. Because these are the type of people who live in the now. Now, they have they have that introspection to reflect and go back on some of the mistakes that they've made only to remind them of what's ahead of them today. Like he said and like I said earlier, a lot of us had to, to put our hand on that stove. Even though we were told how hot that stove was, a lot of us had to get burned, champ, respectfully. And I don't mean, you know, on a sexual sense of being burned. I mean, you know, you know what I mean. Got to learn that lesson every once in a while.
2: Once you think you've reached whatever it is you're trying to reach, then people let their foot off the gas. But this guy... I don't know what the ideal in his head was, but if we're looking at this guy's ideal, then can you even really say that he's been trying for years? Come on, man. At one point, we have to be honest with ourselves. You have to take a, a cold, hard look in the mirror and tell yourself like, hey, I'm a lot of talk. I'm afraid to take the steps needed to become the man I dream of being. I've always said this and it popped into my mind when uh, working out and just contemplating and reminiscing on my life. It's the only difference between you and your dream self is discipline. The guy you dream of being is the disciplined version of you because every guy has the perfect version of themselves and they know what that guy does from the moment he wakes up to the moment he goes to sleep. It's a ton of fucking work, dude. That's what it really is. That's what we're afraid of because it's so easy to give in and be comfortable. I'll stay in today. won't do nothing. I'll skip the gym. It's all good. I can have that meal. It's only one. It's only one today. It's only something else tomorrow. It's only something else the next week. And then you wake up years later where you half-assed your way through life and you have an existential threat like this guy. Oh, my God, I'm going to die alone. And he's young, dude. He's got time. Most of you are super young. You got time. For the old heads in here that are like 50, 60, already had a couple kids, married, decided to go your own way because, hey, at that stage in your life, it's more more of a headache than necessary. You'd rather be on a boat fishing, chilling, listening to music, drinking a beer. I feel you, dude, 100%. But for me, the message of going your own way for young men like this with so much time on their hands, knowing what an incredible impact just changing up what your habits are can have have on you it's tremendous dude you can become it's dangerous i've said it i'm
1: sure a lot of people will criticize me for it but i don't give a fuck the best option for a young man is to be red pill aware which gives him the access to MGTOW and to a lot of MGTOW creation a lot of MGTOW content creators and things of that nature but It also tells a guy that, hey, you're still young. There's still time out there. Not telling guys to physically go out there and be active and just seek women all day, but just keep that in mind. You're you're learning about the nature of women. And like with the final stage, indifference. It's not a disconnect from women. It's just an indifference. You you feel in your gut, your heart and mind, you know, actually, that things aren't how they're supposed to be when it comes to relationships, dating, etc. So you as a man, you can still be out there without telling people that you're going your own way or that you're focusing on your purpose. I generally believe that. But, young guys, you should just be trying to obtain as much uh, red pill knowledge as possible. I mean, you're not going to agree with a lot of things, and it's not expected. Me, I just, I want to bring in the shock factor, and I I want people to realize that there's guys out here who, who are essentially hopeless. The fact that they haven't ended their lives due to like their, because like these are guys like I said they their whole lives are pretty much on video games, World of Warcraft and um, what's the other shit, League of Legends, and all this other shit that that came out, that's that's them matter of fact I'm gonna I'm gonna play the rest of that later on 19 minutes that's when we're gonna get back to uh the rest of this video 19 minutes because we still have 44 minutes in total and it's quarter to it's quarter to 12 and I'm not trying to do this shit all all afternoon and then have to go to work the last minute luckily I was charging my phone which only got to 76 percent. But I'm not really too big on um, the projection of your life to somebody else's life. And that's, and that and that goes that goes in a political sense to a degree, and it goes on a social sense, meaning, If I change my life doing X, Y, and Z, I don't believe that I should be a spokesman. So it's difficult to speak on the red pill the way that I do, because when I found it, it was at the right time. You know, if I was in, like I said before, all this shit is more accessible to these younger motherfuckers now it's all accessible for them to know about red t- uh, red pill and MIGTO and Ibmore. Cause it's out there. It doesn't it doesn't it's not a long it's not a hard search to find a lot of this information. But when I was twenty one and that shit wasn't out there. I mean it was out there probably in like a blog. It was in some forum somewhere, you know, hidden through, like, multiple search engines. Like, seriously. So, for a, none of that shit, if, it, like I said before, if someone, if someone would have come up to me w- when I was, like, um, when I was, like, 21, 21 or, uh, you know, 22 years old. Thank you. Did you hear about Jay?
0: Who? Jay. Jay Glass? Yeah. Him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. um they'll 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 just they'll spend most of their time um you know changing the narrative that's my problem with any any argument that comes out of a female's mouth is based on a narrative so like a woman believes that she can find a high value man because. It's the narrative. Every every woman wants a high value man. If if for some reason, if every bitch wanted bums, for some reason, like it had nothing to do with money because they believed that these bums were actually the guys that were treating women right. And all they needed was a little motivation to be something, right? If bitches decided to fuck with bums, guess guess who guess who would be logically left out? High value men. But they'll never be left out. And that's the reason why some of these women who chase these high-value men end up disliking men and saying that men are trash. I said this before. These bitches only speak on the 20%. Or even in some cases, 15%. Because she's not communicating, talking to, or even acknowledging 90%. Respectfully. But yeah, we're going to end this shit off for right now. It's 11.50. Oh, man, it's 11.50. It's the beginning of a fucking day. Hour five minutes in. This would be, you know, the same format as before. This will be the same format as before where I'll pretty much... um, I'm going to pretty much... Continue where we left off, 19 minutes. I'll probably type that somewhere on my phone. That way I can remember. We'll get into the rest of that video to get into the loneliness aspect of men. I think it. I think we're only using, in this case, with tribe of men, he's only using the extreme. He's not just using... It, it would be different. And maybe I'll do that one episode. Where you got men who may make good money have everything going on but they they just can't find you know whatever they're looking for and that brings a a a lot of desperation out of men and a lot of men make very dumb irrational decisions that involve marrying bitches who they really don't have care and consideration for you know just just to stay afloat you know what i mean typical shit what is that called again Beta, beta. beta, are you close beta. to your father? Not really. Does yeah, he even return your call? Beta. those niggas don't be them. Don't don't be them. Don't be them. All right, have a fucking backbone, gents. Please, gentlemen. You know, I don't like. I said, I'm not a guy that goes. I'm not a guy who's against video games as a person who plays video games. But too much of anything, even things that cause good, can be bad. We all know this. Too much of anything that's considered good could, in fact, be bad if done too much. As I like this second half of a joint backup, too much of anything is essentially not good, even if it's something that makes you feel good. Hey, you want a good example? Tell these guys, ask this guy about pornography. I bet you he has a porn addiction. You know how you know how I can break this down? He plays on PC. He doesn't he doesn't have a console. This is a PC gamer. He got he probably got next level equipment. He got no money, but he got a he got a mean ass PC setup. Alien game where whatever the fuck they call that shit. He got one of them joints. So he's not even like he has a controller still hooked up. Probably USB. But he's gaming on PC. So, you know, late night, he's going on the Internet. He's hitting the hub up. He's hitting up the hub. Late night, niggas know that. Niggas like him? Yeah, we know that. So fuck the, vi- the video game addiction is kind of like typical. The porn addiction and all that, that's on the next level shit. That's, a, that's another level. It's like another depth that a man has to deal with. You know what I mean? But anyway, we're going to end this thing off before we get too deep in. I had turned the car off, so now I'm sweating. So now I'm reminded to get out of this hot-ass fucking car. So that's what I'm about to do. So, as I always say, it's the beginning of another day. And in the meantime and in between time and until next time, which will be later on tonight,
0: Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace.